0: Blog Talk Radio Broadcasting
1: Blog Talk USA Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA Let your voice be heard On Blog Talk USA But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Good
0: evening, good evening, and welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. And I tell you, it has been a marvelous and a busy monday and but we're ready to get right back down to our show we always look forward to marvelous monday every single monday and we have so many things that we want to bring forward uh tonight but before we get going let's see if all of our members are on with us right now and let me see uh, there is a little bit of a glitch That we're working to clear up, uh, so says our engineer, Ms. Rihanna, but uh, we're going to ask everybody that is on, make sure you keep your phones muted until it's time for you to speak up and talk, but let's get started first to find out if all of our team members are on, and I'm not sure I'm going to start with uh, Mr. Arthur. Mr. Arthur, are you on yet? How about uh, Dr. Hagney? Dr. Hagney, are you on yet? How about Pastor Cooper? Pastor Cooper, are you on yet? Okay, so our team members are a little sluggish in getting here. Uh, they jump from one event to the next event like I do. I just ended one at 7.30 uh, because hopefully we have some of our amazing uh, grant writers that may be listening in on us tonight. Uh, that uh, they may come on and have a word to say, um, uh, Dr. Carolyn and uh, Miss Ebby and Miss Pauline. Miss Pauline is actually retired uh, a U.S. Army officer, and of course none other than Miss Jessie. So these are brilliant women who are working to help us write this grant to do an outreach all out there in the rural part of East Texas. Uh, there are so many people that don't really know and understand uh, the importance of us trying to save lives, and we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. We're going to talk about uh, our students going back to school and and how they're going back to school. As everybody knows, we're right here in the great state of Texas, uh, uh, headquartered out of uh, Houston, Texas, for Blog Talk USA Radio. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on in Texas, what is going on in America. Uh, We know that the uh, Afghanistan war is coming to an end, so there's so much uh, to talk about. And we know that uh, some of the allies, uh, and, and we would not have been able to function well when this war kicked off, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom, uh, where we had allies uh, that lived in Afghanistan and that helped us to translate and make sure that we understood and knew exactly the territory uh, that was there and the Taliban and all of those people who were actually bringing harm to America, as well as innocent uh, citizens that lived in the uh, Middle East. So Ms. Rihanna will be coming on a little bit later on But let's find out if our special guest for the evening is on with us right now And I do hear a lot of background noise I'm not sure if that's the little glitch that we are hearing But until it's time for you to speak If you would please, please uh, just mute your phone Just touch the mute button And keep it on mute until I open your line Or I ask you to unmute to come on so that you can talk about what is going on. Because we can, if you're moving around, if you can get in a stable location, in a room where there's no noise, no TV, no nobody moving around, and so that you can get in that area and make sure that uh, we can get a good recording of our radio show tonight. So let me see if Pastor... Uh, Clifford Wright, out of Los Angeles, California, is on. Uh, Pastor Wright, are you on yet? <clears throat> I think I hear. I hear uh, Dr. Hagney. Yes. I hear it. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, I'm uh, here. Okay, but be, okay, all right, good, good. Uh, Dr. Hagney. we missed you this evening. Thank you so much for coming in. We always start out the show by uh, by giving a little briefing on actually what is happening, what is going on uh, in East Texas in regards to the COVID, uh, the uh, Delta variant that's going on out there. So we're going to ask Dr. Hagney, I'm going to mute out, and Dr. Hagney, if you would just give us a little <clears throat> update on what is going on with COVID-19, the Delta variant here uh, in East Texas, and um, and we'll wait for that. Then we'll go back and we'll bring uh, Dr. Uh, Pastor Wright in to talk to us tonight, and I'm not sure that Dr. Crosley is going to be on with us tonight as well, but we're going to talk a lot about uh, the Piney Woods of uh, Mississippi Boarding School. Dr. Hackney.
2: Well,
3: excellent, excellent. Good evening, everybody. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a time it's a time that's really uh concern, but also the time that we see uh, <clears throat> this Delta virus um Actually, doing what it uh, we knew all along that we'd do. Uh, so what's happening here? We had a meeting earlier a discussion earlier. What's occurring here in East Texas? Um, is it but the virus is uh, really a religion, Is is is, is been expanding, closing and everything? And there's a discussion about availability from the hospital beds and the affected. And I think for a couple of elementary schools in East Texas that are, that are closed. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, and also the percentages that are in the hospitals are already unvaccinated. So we're in the middle of a, a war between vaccinated and unvaccinated. And as everybody understands in a moment, as we talked for a long time, how this virus survives, how this virus uh, mutates, um, mainly through individuals who are unvaccinated. And uh, given this virus, is able to develop a new variant, a Delta variant, which is more aggressive. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's more debt-led. We're seeing an increased number uh, of uh, the youth being affected. is a grave concern when consider the time and uh, getting ready to go back to school. And also the exposure to the virus can take all that time. And also what's sort of interesting, not interesting, but caring you can actually have this virus without the symptoms. And also that's number one. And also the you, you actually probably can uh, possibly transmit this virus, uh, even if you're vaccine, vaccinated. And so, and of course, the good thing is showing that less of the complication if you are uh, hospitalized uh, from the from the virus. But it, we are, we're in course another in exciting area is the uh, being able to give the immunocompromised the injection that we call the booster. And again, it it, it, it boils out what we've uh, talked and researched and talked about this virus that. Uh, the immune competent the 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 importance of the immune system and with this with this virus and there's a there's a plus because apparently there are some showing that uh there were a large percentage of individuals who were occurring with the virus who are individual immune, uh, compromised individuals. And so <clears throat> it's gonna be very important. Now we're posting up two simultaneous clinics this coming weekend. One of those clinics was a third time around and uh We anticipate a lot of immune individuals and uh, compromised individuals in these clinics. Well, we need to really get the word out to these individuals, also to the doctors who know uh, the diagnosis of these individuals. They need to also be a little more proactive and make sure these individuals are uh, presented. Also, we advise them people, and he can advise you if you can go ahead and get the vaccine. Uh, so that, that's very important to do that. Uh, and so that exposure uh, and also another way concern, a young, young age group under the 12 years old. And so we're really working aggressively on getting the correct word out to the community. As you well know, we work here in D.B.'s, Texas, rural areas uh, as far as getting that information, correct information out to the uh, young public. But um, the positive deal is that uh, the, the vaccines uh, are working. Uh, they're b- being documented uh, because of less complication uh, if you actually receive it. And also, we have to get, get more people out to uh, these group meetings. And also, it's going to be an individual thing. You have to make up your mind yourself what you need to do. And uh, too often individuals are influenced by a group or someone else or what someone is saying. But we want everybody to start thinking individually, it's your individual responsibility, because this virus, this Delta virus is serious as a Delta virus. And also there are some early uh, reports that there is a mutation, a lambda bomb is mutated, and I think that in Peru area. And that's, 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 that's to be expected. That's a natural occurrence that you expect this virus to be able to do. The natural occurrence of the virus is to learn how to survive. That's how it's, it's a stronger virus, more effective virus. And so we have to be on guard. And I, uh, we were, so we were behind the Delta virus now. So we have to play catch up. And so that means getting the word out, uh, masking up, following all the guidelines, and uh, and also being prepared for the schools. And also, it's exciting to hear all these organizations are requiring their employees to be vaccinated. I think the military, the VA, we hear in some of the healthcare systems and on some of the hospital systems and other groups, a lot of. There's all the manufacturers are saying you must receive this vaccine by a certain dates, and that's a good thing uh, uh, that that needs to happen. Uh, we need other be you know, other individuals be a little more proactive. Uh, we've seen some of the um, school ministries, maybe in Dallas or maybe some other town, come out very forceful. So one thing I can say is in the fact that not the people are thinking the fellow the settlement and would not. Uh, Speaking out. And that's what needs to happen to even uh, close this gap that dealt about. that they have people in position to speak out and, and for your group or your organization, and we, we individually have to decide what's, what's best for me and also think about your family members and, and pick the hey, as far as is natural expected. And so the only way, the only way that we can slow this virus out is get people, uh, in, in vaccinated. So we need to do that. And I was like this weekend, we're asking people, just if you know two individuals, either bring or suggest that they come to these sites. Uh, one of the sites I'm very excited about it, DBS Texas, and and also the role I won't say the role of the churches have been done in like this area we've gone in this weekend. Uh, the 37 churches in this rural area, but they're working together. They're communicating. We were there giving uh, sort of a town hall meeting the other day, answering questions. And another thing I don't want to mention there is What we assume that everybody else on this call, uh, we have to really talk with individuals. We've been told that it's not confusing individuals about should they risk the virus. there uh, have some other about say about recreation, what does that mean? Uh,
2: very and listen to people. I get,
3: uh, get the information out. You get everybody. Uh, now, another thing, a lot of the sites are not, not reaching out They're not going out in the community. They have them at their hospitals or their sites or whatever. We're one of the group that's still going out in these neighborhoods working with, God thank the churches the pastors who are providing these sites and everything to reach our community. So we must continue doing that. We so thank God for our church, our members. Also, I want to say, uh said before, pray for our health care workers, our mm-hmm. nurses. Uh, uh, there was a yeah. report of a certain number of nurses uh, and one of these takes it down. I think um, there's a, a, several nurses in ICU have the virus. And then also yeah. our teachers, How, not only the teachers, all the workers in our school systems, from bus travel, you name it. Let's pray for them because I this is uh, this is important. So let's pray for our health care workers. Yeah, amen. Pray for our pray for our people, our teachers in the rooms. You know, they're gonna be faced with this school, the bus driver, they're picking people up, kids. And so just let's pray for them. So now is prayer. Okay. Uh, so let's okay. do that. And so again, that's my that's my uh, that's my uh, that's my
0: Excellent. presentation. Thanks. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Hagney. We're going to talk some more about uh, the educators. We're going to uh, bring our uh, other team members in. I think I did hear Pastor Cooper. Pastor Cooper, if you're there, yes. open up and do your greetings for the evening. Then we'll go to Mr. Arthur. And then we're going to get right down to it. And we really are going to talk more about what's going on with our, our students. And we're going to talk about what is happening right there in Mr. Arthur's uh, battleground with his Dallas Independent School District and Dr. Michael Hinojosa, as well as we want to talk about his county judge. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Clay Jenkins! But go ahead, Patrick Cooper. Come right on in. How are you doing? Greetings. Good evening.
4: Hello. Everybody. Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> hello, hello. 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 Thank you all. Hello. Wonderful intro. Thank you.
0: Okay. All right then. What about Mr. Arthur? Mr. Arthur, are you there? Yeah, I was doing this statement. How's everybody
2: doing? We're good. There he is. There he is. <laughs> That's that,
0: good. That's Mr. Ar- Mr. Arthur is the second man of the hour. The first man of the hour is going to be Pastor uh, Cliff Wright from uh, Piney oh. Woods uh, Boarding School of Mississippi, and we're going to have this. Wow. He's going to be on as our special guest. I don't know if he's come in yet. I think he has. Uh, let me just yes, find I'm, out. I'm I'm have, here. Yes, oh. wonderful greetings, uh, all oh, the way God. from uh, the sunny side of Los Angeles, California, somewhere out there. <laughs> greetings <laughs> and good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, great. great to have you on, you on, Pastor Wright. We're we're so excited here in Tyler, Texas, and East Texas because we're going to have these amazing gentlemen to come in and talk to us about that. School, and we've invited we've invited Casa, and we've invited uh, the Juvenile Justice Division. We invited so many people, uh, educators and administrators, and of course this team that's on pastors and preachers. We've invited people to come out and hear the story, the amazing story about this outstanding school. This coming Thursday. At six p m right there at the texas african american museum i have a have ordered a big tent uh, from the city to come out and set up and put the chairs out because you know as as Dr. Hagney so eloquently told us we 're still in covid so we're going to be out on the lawn. We're going to spread out. We're going to have a good spread of food, and uh, various organizations will be there. So, Pastor, uh, Pastor we're going to get started, uh, Pastor Wright, and uh, you can just open up. I don't know if Dr. Crosley is going to be on with you tonight, but but open up and start letting the people know about this amazing school and give us a little history. And the rest of us are going to get on mute so that we can hear you clearly and then we'll come back in and ask you a few questions. Go ahead, sir, and welcome to the show.
5: Certainly, certainly. First of all, uh, Dr. McKellar, I want to thank you for helping us uh, to arrange to come down to Tyler, and we are truly excited. I'm really excited. You know Tyler's my birthplace, so uh, nothing is more rewarding than coming back to the place where God brought me on this earth to make an impact, and and that is my true desire is to come back and make, you know, a contribution to such a wonderful city and and community. So thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, Dr. Crosley was very swamped. He was going to try to be on the show tonight, but he uh, let me know he won't be able to attend. So you all bear with me. Uh, I've been with the Piney Woods School since February, and as Dr. uh, McKellar explained that Uh, Piney Woods is a historic black boarding school. It was founded in 1909 by Lawrence uh, Clifton Jones. And, uh, you know, just show you how important uh, genealogy is and generational blessings. His daughter is uh, none other than Kathy Hughes, uh, the first black uh, woman uh, radio network, and she is still – uh, going strong uh, urban one, uh, and so really proud history that they've established and and so it is it is uh, accredited through the Southern Association of Colleges and schools and uh, again, Dr. Crosley is the president uh, he is a former uh, civil rights attorney and, and worked for a former president dr uh, uh, past, i'm sorry <laughs> President Obama. And so we're, we're really excited. Uh, we have a, a great team of, of uh, leadership and, and teachers, and, of course, the students. Uh, we, we are really proud of the students. They uh, are so phenomenal. in uh, the education, the curriculum that we offer is college preparatory classes, and it includes all of the, the basic uh, curriculums as well as experiential learning or work-based learning. That's so important, and and that's one of the things that I learned uh, here in uh, California working for another uh, education management company, that the whole country is looking for education to offer courses that provide them, the students, with experience that will lead them into careers, and ideally those careers that they're passionate about. That's one thing that's so important. If, if you put a student in, say, science, and they're really more of a creative person, um, you know, it lacks the kind of results that we all look for in our students. So what we try to do is assess them and find out where is it that they're, they're passionate about, where are their natural gifts. Uh, we even uh, have a uh, Bible uh, teaching on, on the campus. In fact, we're, we're Christ-centered uh, uh, school, So we teach Bible. We have, have a, a chaplain on, on campus. So we're truly excited about what is available uh, for uh, Tyler and the students there. As I said earlier, we had, uh, in our last uh, broadcast that we uh, have some free tuition scholarships for students that want to come there. And it's from the eighth grade to the 12th grade. Uh, so without me going into a whole long spill, why don't you all ask some questions of me, and then I can go ahead and answer them uh, for you.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Let me just share with you, uh, uh, Pastor Wright, that um, I grew up every summer off and on uh, from going to Omaha, Nebraska, and Kathy Hughes is since met my brother's fence. I would go to Nebraska, uh, visit my older siblings. I know Kathy Hughes, Billy and all of those very well. As a matter of fact, my brother was a principal there and Kathy Hughes' mother uh was an educator and she worked at the school where my brother was the principal and her father worked was an engineer i believe was an engineer but worked with my sister at western electric there in omaha nebraska i'm going to call her tomorrow and see if she yes. can phone in on thursday while you're there and say something to the audience uh, we're going to have to that call radio wonderful. one and try to get her in. <laughs> but uh, but thank you uh, so much. I, I'm so impressed with this school. Uh, that's why we wanted to have you come down here so that more people can learn about this. This is this is history. We talk about our HBCUs, but this is one that we have to put up there next to uh, the HBCUs. The gentleman may have questions for you. But, I, but, but the question that I want is for if you could outline some of the things that other things and programs and projects that you, that you do at the school. And I'm, I'm so happy that you brought in the spiritual passion that you all have for teaching these young students early uh, about how they got here. Uh, who brought them here, and the importance of uh, of spiritual um, uh, education. But as well as I think you have fruits and vegetables and things that are grown there. If you can talk a little bit about some of the other projects and things that you host on this campus, that you don't just focus on just education alone. You focus, focus on life skills for these young students. Go ahead and talk to us a little bit about some of your projects.
5: That is very, very true. Um, just recently uh, in June, we had a summer camp. Uh, we have that annually. And we had uh, individuals come out and talk about AI, artificial intelligence, had uh, workshops uh, dealing with, uh, uh, what, do you, what do we call it? Uh, the, uh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my, my, my words. But dealing with, with uh, the arts, dealing with uh, digital art. And and so we provide all of these different the, the programs. Graphic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, graphic, graphic design. We, in fact, they have yeah. a graphic design team. And, uh, and, of course, we provide, you know, English, mathematics. One of the things that uh, we're really known about is our science department. We work in conjunction with Alcorn University and, and uh, Jackson State University uh, in our science program. And incidentally, the students, they come from all over the United States, including Africa. Uh, and so we're really big on uh, African-American history. Uh, we take the students uh, directly to a lot of the historical uh, sites uh, around the country. In fact, we have a, a trip planned to Nigeria next year uh, where the students will, be, will go and, and learn about the homeland it, it's just so many exciting things. And uh, one of the things that I was recently learned is back in the 90s, uh, Piney Woods had a very, very uh, good basketball team, baseball team, and even archery. And so we just hired a, a, a new uh, sports director, and uh, awesome. they're getting very serious about uh, attracting, you know, athletes. Again, and, and, and so this, this sports director is a former uh, professional basketball player as well as, as coach, college coach. So we're trying to, you know, compete with all of the, the other schools and provide, um, I would say, top-level education and programs so that the students feel like they are getting, and the parents, of course, understand that they're getting the best that's available And in fact, um, since we are a college preparatory school, uh, 98% of the seniors get scholarships to HBCUs and a lot of the respected colleges around the country. In fact, our our, uh, students this year, their seniors this year, 100% of those students receive full-paid scholarships, full-ride scholarships, and receive offers from many colleges, not just one.
1: Wow, that's
0: awesome. That that is amazing. Well, I I tell you what, this is history, and it's history that's already been made. I want you to talk a little bit about the founder. Dr. Lawrence Clifton-Jones He actually shares part of your home Your name Share with the audience A a little bit about him And his struggles And how he worked to Back in the late 1800s How he was able to start this school Give us a little bit of history on that please.
5: Yes, yes Well, Lawrence Clifton-Jones And like you said I'm so proud that uh, Part of my name is included And my first cousin Lawrence Jones who was also b- born in Tyler. Unfortunately, he passed away. It's it's really uh, unique that Lawrence Clifton Jones, so both of our names are included. And before my cousin passed away, if, I, if you don't mind me diver- diverting, go, go uh, right we in. talked about coming back down to Tyler and trying to rebuild, especially the cut there. And uh, when he passed away, it just really hurt me. But I just believe God directed me to the Piney Woods School to continue the, the vision that he and I had about coming back down there and trying to, you know, make a contribution to our, our birthplace. But, yes, uh, Lawrence Clifton Jones, um, he was moved, in, and I believe, again, he was uh, raised in Omaha, Nebraska, and the Lord moved on his heart to start the school down in, in Piney Woods. And he came down there with a dollar and 65 cents in his pocket and taught uh, farming and to teach the residents reading. He, he figured that if he can teach them to read and teach them to be better farmers, that everything would kind of grow from there, which it did here, you know, 112 years later. And of course, he received a lot of resistance from the community, not only those who did not look like him, but also those who looked like him because they, you know, it was very unique. You know, when God gives you a vision, when you step out, everyone doesn't understand. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King, they didn't understand him at first, but look at what he's done for, for this world. And so uh, uh, Lawrence Clifton Jones had that kind of visionary mindset, and to start the school the way that he did, and and to grow it the way that he did, and then they attracted other individuals who are top-notch individuals, and most of all, who had passion that he had to to help these these students become all that they could be, and right. uh, and it is now uh, in the history books, uh, the yeah. uh, National Mississippi Historical Society. Uh, we're included in, in that that book. And so, uh, with that being said, he just did a phenomenal job. And there's a, a, little, a book about him called The Little Professor of Piney Woods by right. Beth Day. And if right. you ever want to get a copy of that, um, yeah. it really tells the story.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know something, uh, Pastor Wright, I, when, when I read the history of uh, Dr. Jones, I immediately thought about um, – uh, Congressman, the late Congressman John Lewis, because uh, as you mentioned, he, Dr. Jones ran into a lot of uh, kickback when he wanted to start that school, and there was angry mobs that really wanted to get rid of him, and they said that he was stirring up trouble. That he was stirring up good yes. trouble, wasn't he? And that's how I that's uh, right. about to, yeah, uh, the late Congressman John, uh, John, Wright, uh, John uh, Lewis. He stirred up good trouble, and so did uh, Dr. Jones. And so it, it it takes me to today, there's no reason why we don't uh, step up, step out, and make sh- so many things happen in our community, because look what he did under the adversities that he had, and we don't quite have those adversities today, and we do less with more, and he did more with left a dollar and sixty five cents in his pocket that may have been I don't know what that meant during that 1800, how much that really meant in comparison to what we have in our pockets today, but it sounds like next to nothing, right, and so obviously, we know mm-hmm. he had a lot of financial issues trying to make this school start, but he kept on until he succeeded. The other thing that I want you to share with us, uh, Pastor Wright, is about uh, Dr. Crosway. And his history and how he got to that school, what he's doing now. You already told us he was a civil rights attorney, beautiful, had a beautiful <laughs> career. But let's talk a little bit about what he's doing right now. Go ahead, please, sir.
5: Yes, yes. Well, Dr. Crosley was actually a student at the Piney Woods School himself, and as he explained uh, that uh, he and his he was the only boy with about three or four sisters. Uh, growing up on the East Coast, I believe it was Washington, D.C., in that area of Baltimore. And um, a friend of the family uh, helped him to get a, a free scholarship at the Piney Woods School, and he, he started at, at age 13. And then uh, and as a result, you know, he got a, a quality education, got full-ride scholarships to uh, the, the universities. I don't remember exactly which, which college he went to, but studied law and, and, and went into being a law clerk and ultimately being, a, you know, one of the, the most important staff members for uh, President Obama. And, yes. and so uh, he has such a wealth of knowledge. But one of the things I like about uh, Dr. Crosley and respect so much, you can tell he loves those students. You know, it's it's one thing to, you know, earn the title, get the education, and even have a passion. But if if you lack love, you know, the Bible even talks about it, you know, the love is the most important thing that we can offer. If we can speak in tongues and do all these things and pray down the heavens, if we lack love, you know, it's it's, uh, just empty words. And so what I see with Dr. Crosley And you can see these students just love him as well, and the staff. uh, He has just treated me with nothing but respect and honor, Um, and I'm so happy to be uh, working with him. And and when he comes down, you'll see the type of person that he is. He's very knowledgeable, but a loving person, and nothing is more important to him than helping these students. Uh, obtain the potential that they have.
0: Very good, very good, uh, Pastor Cooper. I'll, I'll go to you. I know that you probably have some questions. Uh, Dr. Hagney will probably have some questions, and Mr. Arthur, and I think Miss Rihanna may be on now. But um, but we'll start with you, uh, Pastor Cooper. And prayerfully, hopefully, Pastor Cooper will, which is out of uh, Beaumont, Texas, and he's he's our governor. A candidate and so come right on in Hopefully he'll be able to be here with us On
1: uh, on a
0: Thursday so that I can throw him right On that program I'll be putting that program Together tonight <laughs> go ahead Pastor
4: Sounds great And absolutely Pastor I will be there Thursday Tracy my uh, campaign manager As you all in Confirmed today so uh, Wherever Thank she you. tells me to go jump And that's where <laughs> I go and Thursday I will Be with you guys bright and early Thank you so much.
5: Thank you so much. We're looking forward to meeting you.
4: Absolutely. Matter yeah. of fact, uh, I've already been telling you guys. I had another pass. We have folks to come by and check on me, and, and some uh, ex-employees asked me, they said, who is this guy? Who are these people that always come by and check on you and see what's going on? And I was telling them about <laughs> Thursday's event, and they said, how do you find out about all these wonderful programs? I said, well, <laughs> when you a a candidate for the people, you listen to all yeah. the people, and that's not that's just it. black, white, Hispanic. That's everyone, and education is one of the top three of our table events, I call it, because we're no longer looking to, uh, for an invitation to the table. We're bringing our own table, and we want to bring you with us when we go to Austin and talk about not only HBCUs, but schools like this, and we want to help you guys expand. So th- th- that is it's so exciting. Matter of fact, there was a question that was asked to me. What's the age group, and is this just for male or female? Uh, That's probably on the flyer but I'm moving so fast. I just flew in from California, matter of fact, last night. Oh no kidding! In the morning, yeah, I was in Los okay. Angeles. My daughter had a concert in Ontario, and uh, we got back late, and so I'm still kind of on uh, West Coast time right now. Okay,
5: I can appreciate that. I I used to live in Ontario and, and live not that far from Ontario okay. now. Um, but, really? yes, an answer to your question, Pastor Cooper, is, is from the 8th grade through the 12th grade, and it is co-ed. And, awesome. Um, yes, and, the, you know, the students have uh, dorm parents. Uh, so we, we understand, wow. you know, we have to, uh, you know, be wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove, you know. And so uh, the students really, you know, show a lot of respect. Uh, for leadership as well.
4: Okay, uh, and Please. one other question. Then I'm going to turn it over to the guys uh, uh, and Miss Rihanna, if she's there. Um, okay, are these regular kids, trouble kids, or is there specific need kids? Good question.
5: Good question. Um, the average um, grade point average of, of the students are 2.5. However, they yes. make exceptions. So it's it's is not a traditional school for necessarily uh, troubled uh, students. However, we understand that you know the potential of every student. So it's on a case by case basis. Uh, the students awesome. and the parents can apply, and then they ha- we have a team, of course, that decides which ones actually they they offer the free scholarships. But I will tell you this is one of the things that we are really pursuing. Dr. Crosley asked me to pursue is our organizations that help uh, homeless uh, families, help homeless yes. students wow. uh, from the foster yeah. care system, uh, because yeah. these students have potential, you know, and they and they, you know, many of them are just, you know, products of their current environment. And so uh, we have two students who are brothers who whose parents passed away and was being raised by their grandmother, and both of them are are leading students at at the school. So uh, we don't turn anyone away just because of, you know, some negative thing on their their history, uh, and we work with them. uh, But, of course, uh, we try to also uh, look for those who have leadership potential. Great,
0: great. Yes. Uh, Beautiful, the Foster Care Association is one of the groups that we have invited to come uh, as well.
5: Great, wonderful.
0: Dr. Wright. And what, what I like before, before Mr. Arthur comes in and then uh, Dr. Hagney uh, with their questions and Ms. Rihanna, I think she's on, but, um, but I love what you said a second ago uh, about your core values and, and how love is so important and that the school would not exist without love. And so because we know that love, love is what brings us all together, right? I mean, we have, we have an affinity for each one of us who are connected to this radio network and it's the love that brings us together that wants us to come every Monday night and push out information out to our community across uh, the nation wherever uh, people are listening uh, to make sure that they know what's going on. So I appreciate the fact that you talked about uh, one of your core values is love. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Archer. uh, uh.
2: Yeah, a good school. lot of change in, uh, in, in the art gallery. But he still, he was a of And And make still.
0: I'll do that. I, I'm um, not sure you came Mr. through very clearly. Were you able to understand what he said, uh, Pastor? No, Mike? unfortunately
5: not. No, not I, I Yeah, you, you're not Lord, coming in real I'm clear not.
0: tonight, uh, Mr. Arthur. If we can try that one more time.
5: Okay.
2: One more Now.
0: If you can get into one little spot, one little, one of your better areas. <laughs>
4: Yeah. yeah. Can you. Hear me? Can you hear me well,
0: you're still going. You're still going
4: in and out. You, in, uh, you might have to put the phone up to your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Take it off of. Take it off of
4: speaker and put
0: it up to your ear. I'm...
2: Okay. can you hear me now? That's, That's the whole of me. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, going to still I'm
5: just yeah. Um,
0: exactly. You
5: know, I yeah,
0: maybe you I could check out the phone. phone. Yes, yeah, yeah, use that uh, new phone that you I'm, went for. <laughs> 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 read out <laughs> right. okay, and we'll okay. go to you uh, we go Doctor uh, Hadney and if you have some questions for Pastor Wright.
3: Very good. Excellent, excellent. excellent. I'm I'm sorry about this. The first one, you know, where are the stats? Of course, I have to deal with the development virus uh here. The stats of the state of Mississippi are really not good. My question is, how are you handling that on your campus uh, in relationship with uh, what's going on throughout the state? Uh, that'd be very interesting to know. But also, I want to see how impressed I am with your overall program because you're, collecting, you're connecting all the dots. You mentioned earlier about the food desert. Uh, neat. I, I personally, I don't believe in food deserts, but I'm impressed with what you're talking about doing there for us too. Research. Another component is your international component. So down through our history and our years, where well, we have lost, we have lost that linkage. Uh, I, we have it there, but we need to continue to develop our international linkage. So, it's exciting to hear you saying you're taking your students on a trip internationally, and also my heart, HBCU. I'm very familiar with Alcorn. And also Jackson State particularly Jackson State research Program, and what all is doing as in the area of agriculture, so that relationship that connection is is is, is a very important but the other area I have a concern being the healthcare care background while we are dealing with healthcare care in these United states we and we look at the communities of color, we don't have enough healthcare care uh what are you planning I know that you, there's myhara and and other schools. What, um, I'm just, How can we track, how can we get some of your students interested in, and I know it's long-term, start early towards health care, start some of these careers. Because you know, one of the ways we're going to change or uh, impact the diversity in our health system, we have to uh, generate and develop more health care of color. And I also experienced that sort of here in the education area. In East Texas, we don't have a lot of uh, minorities. teachers in education. So along those, so long term in the future, I'm so excited that your foundation, your program is developing people that we need, whether it be in education, whether it be in healthcare, Mm -hmm. and also there was another stat I heard the other day about black uh, student uh, uh, employment. There was discussion Mm -hmm. about what the economy is doing and all that percentages and everything, but there was a report by the Brooklyn Institute filling out the uh, unemployment in black teenagers. I don't know if you've seen the report. And that number is really disheartening when you think overall. So uh, that's why I'm so excited your program that can specifically train individuals for those areas. For example, you think about the economic package everybody's talking about. What are, the, what are the jobs in there? What are the qualifications for the jobs in there? I have a feeling a lot them are going to be technology-based. But what are we doing in, in relationship to preparing our... Staff? and our young males are, too, for those jobs for the future. And I'm so excited the potential of your program because you have laid out the foundation because it reminded me of the old uh, black history of education, the education component, the church component, the family component was all there, that's why we had successful students into the ACCU a long time ago in graduation. So I'm I'm so excited that I can see through your program we can get back to what we used to do a long time related to education. So i that's all I have to say, but
5: any comments along the area, I really appreciate them. Certainly, certainly, uh, Dr. Hackney. Thank you so much, and I was really pleased to hear uh, your report on uh, the Delta variant and, and some of these other variants that are uh, coming up. Uh, well, one of the things that uh, was just instituted is, is that all of the employees of the school have to um, – test negative in order for them to come back to work Um, and including myself. And and thank God I did test uh, negative. And uh, also they will uh, offer those, those tests on a weekly basis. And we can actually vaccinate uh, employees and students on the campus. And uh, one of the things that if Dr. Crosley was on tonight, he would express the importance of the way the college uh, the school is situated. We're on 2,000 acres, and the students live on the campus, and so it's actually very protective. Uh, so the students are not as exposed to uh, the other other variants and, and coronavirus as much as students who live at home, because they're they're away from their parents. You know, for the majority of the time, they are working on some new models where the students are able to go go uh, visit their parents on the weekend. But essentially it's, it's, it's an environment, a very, very safe environment. And uh, Dr. Krause is really, really excited about that. And, uh, but in answer to your question regarding curriculums and, and job opportunities, one of my responsibilities is to bring in corporations to uh, offer internships and entry-level positions, uh, doing workshops, what we call advisory meetings. Uh, On my previous uh, position, that was my primary responsibility, is to bring in corporations to do advisory meetings where they would come in and speak to students about various careers and how they got started, what they look for in hiring uh, the students, and giving them some direction in terms of uh, going on to college, some of the the, uh, primary courses that they need to take if they want to go into IT, if they want to go into engineering, if they want to go into hospitality. And uh, one of the other things is that we are able to identify careers that are actually lacking uh, uh, employees. Uh, One of those are, are Data analytics. That is a that is a career field that is is hurting for talent. In fact, they believe that they will never be able to hire enough people in data analytics, as well as um, uh, cybersecurity. You know, all of the things that uh, we are dealing with in this country and in the world, uh, hacking and all of that. They need talent in those areas. Coding. Uh, in those areas. And, and also, as you mentioned, uh, in uh, healthcare, care, uh, huge, huge opportunity there uh, for uh, nursing and in all of those areas. We're looking at uh, developing some relationships, some uh, collaborative efforts with some other organizations that will strengthen us in those areas, and, including uh, CTE programs. So, there are a lot of employers that they don't necessarily have to have a college degree. They can have a community college education or certification. So we're we're well rounded because we understand some students, they're not looking to go and get, you know, their masters or their bachelor's or PhDs, but some they have a talent uh, that they, they like to work with their hands and, and they can get certifications. In areas such as uh, construction is another area where they're hurting for talent, plumbing, heating and air, um, and automotive technology. We actually have a automotive uh, uh, repair shop on the campus, and we are working with some individuals that's going to help us to beef that area up so we can turn out more students in that area uh, because the – automobile dealers around the country, uh, especially here in California. I don't know how it's been in in Texas, but they were fighting over talent, uh, automotive uh, technicians. Right. And so we're working with some organizations that are dealing with the automotive dealers and and, uh, manufacturers um, to beef that program up. So we'll be turning out talent. In all of these areas, um, so not only you know the the high level you know uh, uh, high paying positions, and and some of these mm-hmm. these positions actually pay even more. You know the certifications like in construction and in automotive technology pay just as well or more than if a student uh, decides to mm-hmm. go into another area like IT. And
1: I hope that
4: answers the question.
0: Excellent. IT pays Excellent. a lot Excellent. as well. <laughs> it is. <Action. laughs>
4: oh, yes, definitely. God definitely God. IT definitely pays well,
5: and we're yes. teaching yes. in those areas as well. Action, action. Right.
0: Good. I, before Mr. Arthur comes back in, thank you for that, Dr. Hackney. Before Mr. Arthur hmm. comes in, uh, Pastor Wright, I want to ask you uh, one question, and that is does all of your staff, live on that campus? You mentioned the fact that your campus is closed and, of course, the students don't go out, but, but how about your staff? Don't they go back home and into the community?
5: Uh, yes, they do. Yes, they do, and that's why we're uh, testing on a weekly basis to make sure, you know, that our, our students are, are protected as well as the rest you- of the staff.
0: I think Dr. Hagney mentioned uh, the uh, the the um, I think the statistics, did you, Dr. Hagney, of Mississippi and when it comes to um,
3: the, the, for, the state of, for, for the state of Mississippi, overall, outside of your campus, you know, uh, the percentage access is really not good for southern states because it has not confess why I was asking that question, how you, it's not like you're managing it very well on your campus, but the statewide, uh, they really need help uh-huh. statewide. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Good
5: right. question. Um, statistics, so, I, I really wouldn't be able to answer that accurately, yeah. but I yeah, will definitely, uh, yes, I, I will ask, uh, you know, Dr. Crowley for that information. Uh, please yeah. forgive me, but, you know, there are just certain things I, I may not know all Oh, no worries.
0: No, not at all. Understood. Uh, Mr. Arthur, you have questions, and then we'll go to Miss Rihanna if she has any questions for uh, Pastor Wright.
2: Oh, Greg, can I hear you right now?
0: We can hear you good. Go
2: ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, he can hear about, you know, about the book uh, of and history. And Eric Spears is a child of the higher uh, Working just How do you find your job, uh, and, uh, and what do y'all? You know, what I teach about that. I, you
0: okay, know, I, I, I we heard could of, hear, Did you hear some of it, uh, Pastor Wright?
5: I heard some of it, and if I could make it out, were you asking about uh, companies that are hiring uh, individuals? Did I understand that correctly? No, correctly then
2: Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I, I still
5: can't really yeah, hear you. Yeah, still you. not
0: coming through real clear, Mr. Arthur. If you, if you can text it to Miss Rianna, just text it in our chat and see. Okay. If, uh, if we can't work on that, and uh, and then Ms. Rihanna, if okay. you'd like to come in, I am so sorry. Mr. Arthur always has some amazing information and amazing questions tonight, and I'm, yeah. we normally it's not as bad as it is tonight. But we're he's not coming in real clearly, and so we we have to find the right space in his location. Uh, to come through real clearly, but Miss Rihanna, if you're there and you have some uh, questions, of, of Pastor Cooper, excuse me, uh, Pastor Cooper is always on because he's always here. But uh, Pastor, mm-hmm. Rihanna, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, we have about we'll we have about five or six minutes for, for keeping you on, and uh, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. We just was going to switch and, and talk about some other things that's going on in our country. But Miss Rihanna, if you're there and you have some questions, mm-hmm.
6: about, uh, yes, go right ahead, Pastor Miss Rihanna. Welcome back, Pastor, and it's good to talk to you again. And Thank you very I much. Absolutely. I have never asked this question, and it just popped into my head, and I can't believe I've never asked you this one. Um, what kinds of, if any, uh, political activities do the kids get involved in? Do, they have, do you have, like, mock um, government or uh, debate or anything like that that the kids are involved in?
5: Yes, we do actually have a, a government um, and economics uh, curriculum. And, in fact, we have a, um, a feeder school in Washington, D.C., uh, that uh, majors in public service. Uh, all of the awesome. actual activities that they do on a daily basis. Uh, but we also have an entrepreneurial program, which I, I didn't mention. Uh, but, yes, uh, we do have a government a curriculum. And preparing these students for going out and be public servants. And again, at a school in, in Washington D.C. and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the school, but they—that's primarily the type of school they are—is is developing students to become public servants. So it's a high priority in that area. Yes. That's
0: excellent. That's very good. Not surprising. Ms. Rihanna, not that outstanding, outstanding. Well, I I tell you, one one of my final questions, um, and because, and and forgive me, I'm a medical person, and I always think medically because I say, you know, we got to make sure that our kids are healthy, uh, so that they can learn well, do well, and excel uh, along the way. What are, what are the, are there any medical requirements uh, for students to come uh, in any type of, uh, Uh, vaccinations of any kind I remember when I went to public school uh, and every part probably all of us on here that we had to have our measles our mumps and and our polio and all of that and that's how we were able to eradicate uh, polio with the polio vaccine and all of those things so are there any any those types of requirements for for students in order to come uh, to the school
5: I'm going to step out on a ledge and, and say yes. Uh what they they may be, I don't know all the details, but we do have a medical clinic on staff and in fact we are excellent, uh, excellent. Looking to add uh own dentistry on on staff. I'm I'm talking to some uh national uh, dentist organizations to help beef that area up. So we're we're definitely looking to improve and build on that area but we we have a nursing staff uh, a medical staff on campus. Excellent. That's
0: great. Reverend Arthur
4: of course. uh Sending it's question and it's it's great and I call him Reverend Arthur now because it is a spiritual <laughs> question. He says what are the students being taught about their spirituality in the context of today's changing world? How are they empowered through your teaching?
2: Excellent.
5: Okay. Okay. Excellent question. Uh, well, we're, we're teaching them, you know, Christian education. We're, we're teaching them from the Bible. Uh, that's the most important thing. We have um, uh, Bible 1 and Bible 2. And uh, oh, wow. every, every Sunday we, we have uh, a worship service on campus. And, uh, huh? and there's a, a chaplain, a full-time chaplain, that's on staff as well. So if they, they need spiritual or pastoral counsel, counseling or anything, or prayer, uh, it's available. And, uh, you know, of course, wow. uh, me being a minister as well, that's, that's very exciting to me. And uh, so it's it's a Christ-centered school. You know, it, Christ comes wow. first. And, uh, in fact, as one of the things I failed to mention is, is that we teach, our mission is to teach the head, the the heart and the hands. So we can get it in the students' heads, it's going to get to their hearts, and then it's going to get into their hands so that they can go out and change the world. And that's, that's really the premise of what we're, we're doing. It's a freedom school, not like, you know, back, in, you know, hundreds of years ago, but it's, it's now preparing uh, them to go out into the marketplace with Christ in their hearts and to, to be a witness, be a light. And that's essentially what we're doing and equipping them, you know, educationally as well as to go into career fields that where they can make an exceptional living and be an example to the rest of the world. In fact, I've, I've talked to Dr. Crosley about us duplicating what uh, the Piney Wood School does. So that's something that we're looking to do uh, to expand the campus into different areas. And wow. because- uh, the program is not only successful, but it's it's really making a difference. And uh, Dr. Hackney, let me revisit uh, this about the the uh, statistics that you asked about. One statistic that we have found out is the majority of the students that come out of Piney Woods uh, they finish college has uh, wow. on a higher percentage than those who uh, come from Traditional uh, schools, and wow, we get awesome. reports from universities all the time that uh, they can spot a Piney Woods student uh, when they're walking <laughs> the campus. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. is we're finding out because you know it's a college atmosphere at Piney Woods, so they're used sure. to being wow, away absolutely. from their parents, they're used to being away from their friends, and sure. and they're used to being being focused, and so they have a level of maturity that seems to transcend the average student. So we do have statistics of of those about yes, that actually go on to college and finish college.
6: Like uh, the high nineties uh, consistently. But. Oh, wow. Thank yes. goodness, Rihanna. Yes.
0: The high 90s. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. I i mean, I, I, listen, I think the piney woods of Mississippi needs to be connected to the piney woods of East Texas. Would you guys say? <laughs> I would agree. I let, would let, agree. Let, let I let thought, me thought say that was a What'd you say, Mr. <laughs> Arthur? Try it one more time. I am so sorry that Mr. Archer is having trouble tonight because you would have enjoyed no, yeah. a, conversation, a conversation with him. And I'm, I'm going to ask one more thing, and I can tell you this, uh, Pastor Wright, uh, Pastor Cooper is a psychologist, and we always think of mental health and all of that. So do you have, do you have that kind of service on, on, on your campus so that you can work with them in any kind of mental issues that they, they may help or, or helping to make sure that they have good mental health, I should put it like that.
5: I'm going to stretch out and say yes um, on what level, you know, what level they, they uh, provide that type of assistance. I can't say what level, but uh, through, sure. you know, our Christian education and pastoral counseling, and we do have professionals on the staff that uh, deal with, you know, the medical uh, 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 mental health issues, but Those are questions that would be best answered by Dr. Crosley, and I'll I'll make myself a note that when we come down there on next week, uh, uh, that we, actually this week. Yes, this
0: we I was about oh, to say right. not those This yes, Thursday. <laughs> and we'll yeah. we we will open it up to questions from the audience uh, there. So so you'll get all kinds of questions. So but yes, by all means you can make a make a note of that. We're so excited to have you on. We want to We want you to continue to stay on with us on our second hour, but we do want to talk about some things that are going on, uh, in America, in our country, and overseas. And you, you may not know this, uh, Pastor Wright, but, uh, Mr. Arthur and Dr. Hagney are, are their prior military, and of course I'm prior military as well. And so, uh, so we, we, we have a lot to say about, uh, what is going on in our nation. We do want to talk, and we're going to end with, oh, I don't know. So let's see. Let's go ahead maybe and talk about, uh, since we're talking about schools, let's go ahead and talk about Dallas Independent School District and our uh-huh. school districts in the country, and then we're going to end with the uh, the Afghanistan war and take us out that way. So we know that Dr. Michael Hanehosa, who is the superintendent, of the Dallas Independent School District that's in the area where uh, Mr. Arthur lives and uh, that he's defied the Abbott order uh, for no mask because he says that I'm not going to put these young students at risk by having them come to school with no mask. And we didn't ask that question of uh, of Pastor Wright, but we're going to talk about what's going on in Texas. And we know that the governor of Texas, uh, Abbott, has said that no mask and and all of that and we also know that we've worked really hard to get masks into uh, into our East Texas so that the kiddos would have plenty of masks uh, provided. Last year we got 250,000 masks brought in here and then now we're getting another 100,000 brought in and I thank, I thank the Ford Foundation and Dr. Dr. Wright and his name uh, down there at Texas Education Association, who's worked closely with me, uh, Ms. Dr. Harold White, to be exact, who comes from Tyler, Texas, has worked with me. He's one of the uh, directors down there at T- Texas Education Association to help to get these masks into East Texas so that we can protect our young students. We know everybody went back to school. Our students went back to school today. And many parents says no matter what, I'm going to send masks back with my children. But there are so many who are not doing that. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, and I'm going to start with, with, with Dr. Hack. Well, let's start with Ms. Rihanna. Ms. Rihanna is our educator, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Wright, that's on this network. And so she sees kids every day. Uh, so what are your thoughts, Ms. Rihanna, in regards to uh, what's happening in with DeSantis down in Florida, what's happening with us here in Texas? And Ms. Rihanna is a Texan. She just happens to live in Kentucky, Pastor Wright. Mm-hmm. Ms. Rihanna, let's hear from you. Okay. And tell us, as an okay. educator, what your thoughts and your feelings are in regards to this kiddos coming back to school and no mask. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. And I'm going to mute well, out and then ask everybody else to mute out
6: until uh, she speaks. Go ahead. Well, I have kind of a unique perspective because, in addition, I'm also a parent of two high school children and a one-year-old who cannot be vaccinated yet. Um, And so, you know, I worry about um, those children who are not protected uh, or, you know, protected by a population of of other kids around them wearing masks who go home to um, a grandparent after school for after school care or who go home to younger baby brothers and sisters because this Delta variant is attacking children. And, you know, all because of this politicization of mask-wearing by these irresponsible, science-denying um, sadists. Uh, you know, I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, and, you know, I'll also say that for all the fits that I've seen adults throw over masks, kids wear them, and they wear them appropriately, and they wear them all day, and they don't complain. And they tell one another to pull their mask up over their nose if it falls down. And they remind one another. And they socially distance. And they do all of that without whining and complaining. Um, You know, so those are just a few of the observations I have. And a fact of the matter is that kids – this – Delta variant is causing what's called long COVID. And if this was already discussed, then forgive me for repeating it. Um, They're having long-term COVID, long-term symptoms, long-term damage to their lungs and to other organs in their bodies. And, you know, last time we maybe dodged a little bit of a bullet when it came to kids and and older folks were getting it uh, more, Now kids seem to be getting it more. So if ever there was a place where we wanted to make sure that the educators and the people working with children had the power to decide for themselves what is and isn't best practice and most safe, um, now is that time. And for all of these Republicans who have just for years talked about local, 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 Keep the schools local. Local people and localities and municipalities should be in charge of ed- educating our students. No big government in our schools. To all of a sudden mandate that you cannot require masks in your school for our most vulnerable population is truly disgusting to me. And I'm sorry, that's all I'll say about it. I didn't mean to be so long-winded, but it's just, it's beyond me. The kids are not having a problem with it. It's these crazy adults. No, and, and you're right, Ms.
0: Rihanna, and we should listen to you because you are our educator, and you have to see this every single day, and, um, and and we have to see it as well. So we have to do whatever it takes to protect our young children because you're absolutely correct. And let me just share with you that, that this past week, uh, two of my uh, sorority sisters, uh, one uh, had her baby. The baby had COVID, the husband has COVID, and she has COVID. Mm. She passed it through to the baby, and the baby was born. Mm. And then the other sorority sister, uh, she got COVID, her husband got COVID, and now the two-year-old and the four-year-old has COVID. And so you're absolutely correct. We We are seeing this happen to young, 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 young children. And so that's why we have to be very, very careful to make sure that uh, that these kiddos are protected. And so uh, Mr. Arthur said, yay. And then he says, the governor's order does not affect Dallas ISD because we are an independent school district. And you're right, and so are we here in Tyler, oh, Texas. Right. A Tyler independent school district, but we're complying with that order. And he says there's a separate lawsuit, and he's right, that the parents are involved in. And for now we're waiting on... The lawsuits. So yes, and then we also know that that people are out there in front of uh, a Judge Clay Jenkins' uh, property. I don't know if you guys have been tracking that on the news about people being out there in front of his home, and and I don't know if it's a yay or nay. And Mr. Arthur, you can text us and let us know if it's a yay or nay. I just happened to uh, flip on the TV when we came in a little while ago after working on a grant to educate. People in the rural communities, uh, there's a $10 million grant that uh, President Biden has sent out, and so he sent money through Texas A&M University, and the city uh, fire chief, uh, city of Tyler fire chief, reached out to me and said, please write this grant. You're doing all this work out here in the community, along with many others. Uh, we're taking it to the community uh, as you know, we vaccinated 95 students at Texas College the other day, uh, Wednesday, and then we also know sadly that, that that Wiley College, Wiley College, has been shut down because of the outbreak of the Delta variant throughout the campus. Mm. So the students are going to have to. And Dr. Hagney knows this. He got to, we both got mm. phone calls that same day last Wednesday, right, Dr. Hagney? Uh, about uh, about the outbreak and the fact that uh, the stu- the campus has to be shut down until we can get control of it, and uh, and many students are, are know that they get, will not be able to go back on the college campuses. They're going to have to take online courses uh, because the ca- college campuses or some of them are requiring that the students get vaccinated. Dr. Hagney, any question? Any comments from you? I don't know if we lost like. unmute, Doctor Hadney. Oh. and uh, yes, now we can hear. And first of all, you. I ahead. want to
3: congratulate the superintendent there in Dallas. Uh, yes, sir. One mm-hmm. other superintendent may be sent in town. And I said earlier, this virus has identified true leaders.
0: I think, Doctor Hadney, now we're getting we're getting difficulties from your line.
1: You hear it now.
3: Now, that's better. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. First of I want to congratulate the superintendent there in Dallas. He is a true leader. One thing this virus has done, this virus has done identified true leaders. I think there was another superintendent there in uh San Antonio. When you think about one lawsuit and everything, every superintendent is should join the Dallas. What are you can't have sewage and holes, and this whole thing. Donna, what Miss Ruff just said, I, it? I it? I've heard the statement that said, so, "Oh, I've had the virus, and I'm done. Do right now? We don't know how to handle the long-term complication. Even though there are mm-hmm. a few beginning to show, Ms. Ronald mentioned earlier, and also kidney cases showing in younger people, the next right. few years is going to be a discussion. How do you treat, how do you manage the complications from the virus? And people need to understand that. And that needs to be spoke, uh, spoken how before, and we're talking about it now, particularly most by young individuals. You mentioned a lot that happened. And also there are two schools, this is new. Violence college was shut down. That indicates that virus in that area, that's that St. Cloud area within in East Texas, not only affected a lot of colleges, but it affected other elementary schools within the same uh, area. So this virus yeah. is serious, and that's why my hat go off to any leader and <clears throat> say, uh, defy the governor because we're helping kids. You imagine uh, individual going to school, going back home with their little kids at home and grandparents mm-hmm. and on school buses. That's right. That's, that's, un, that's just unimaginable to do that. You what we need to protest in Texas. That's what needs to happen. All these school district uh, superintendents need to line up behind the Dallas school uh, superintendent and join him in that fight. That is, that. and what we're we going to tell our kids in the next, next few years? What do we do? Right. How are we going to explain right. to our good. kids next in the future? We listened to a governor. We didn't do this. Then, then they're going to be the governor. Be, be paying for those cars.
2: That's right. Yes.
0: And Dr. Dr. Hagney, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that that just because you had COVID before does not mean you cannot get it again. And people yes. have to understand that, and that you can get it again. And the way that we can yes. mitigate this dreadful disease is by not by herd immunity via death but by herd immunity via vaccination. Very yes. crucial. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very crucial.
4: Uh-huh. Very crucial. Yes. Pastor Cooper, any comments from you? Yeah, uh, just for those who are not aware, I- I'm going to just read the quick article. It says Dallas Independent School District is forging the with but this policy required masks despite a ruling from uh, all Republican Texas Supreme Court. That's the reason why we have to register to vote and vote because of this. Yes, sir. The justice on Sunday uh, temporarily halted lower court rulings, that allowed Dallas and, and, and uh, Bear County officials to issue mask mandates in defiance of the governor's pandemic orders. But Dallas Independent School Superintendent Michael Hanahosa uh says the high court's decision only applies to counties. Uh, this is what they were saying earlier about independent school district. It's just a shame, uh, this is his quote, that as we're coming back to school, that we're dealing with these kids, uh, these kinds of matters. But I do appreciate the support we've received from the community regarding this whole matter, Hannah. Hosa said, Uh, "And if we lose, we lose. But until uh, until we're told we've lost, we we're going to keep moving forward." I love it. Love it.
6: Fighting for kids. Fighting. That's pro life. That is pro life. Mm -hmm. And can I also (laughs) say? I forgot Go to right mention here. this about I forgot to mention this about kids. The whole mask thing during this global pandemic seems to be the consensus of all the kids I've seen is that it's just simply common sense. Why can't yeah. these Republican governors get that through their heads? Why do they not why do they not express their pro life Principles, oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Principles is not a thing they have. (laughs) Yeah,
4: elections. They're playing to their base just as uh, their predecessor in the White House has done. That's what they're doing. They want want to secure at 34%. It used to be 44%, but it's dropping. They don't even realize. I I love statistics and numbers. It's dropping. They Mm -hmm. thought it was 44%, and all they need was the swing voters, and they can secure their base right now they're dropping they don't realize that their uh, grandmothers and grandfathers that are dying right now and i'm talking to those republicans the yes. state of texas and they're asking for common sense law common sense governing so uh they're losing their base they don't even realize it
6: exactly right. correct mm-hmm. very good yes. very
0: good Uh, Pastor Wright, I don't know if you're still with us, if you have any comments or anything in regards to talking about your great state of Texas that you, I know you were born here (laughs) but you didn't really grow up here. (laughs) You you left here pretty early uh, in life, but I don't know if you have any comments in regards to that. And if you've been tracking what is actually going on in our state.
5: Uh, Yes, I have. Yes, I have. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, it's really important no matter what state you live in, to be cognizant of what's okay. going on in our country. Um, you know, I have five grandchildren, so uh, I am really, you know, um, concerned about their future. And, sure. you know, I, I'm just a b- big believer that in praying uh, Psalm 91 uh, blessing, you know, over Man. our speed, you know, because there are just mm-hmm. c- certain things we do not have control over. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be on this call with you all to hear, uh, you know, the, the bright minds that you, you brought together, Dr. McKellar, and, and sure. not only that, you know, the pastors and educators, you know, it's, it's, it's so important that we all work together. You know, yes. and it starts with the church. It, it it that's where it starts with. I don't care what no one says. It starts with the <laughs> church, and then <laughs> from there branch out into education and government and business. Yes. And you know, we we come together. We work together. I believe that God is gonna he's he's gonna create a miracle for us to to beat this thing. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so you know, we that's that's my that's my main. Uh, mission in life is to inspire hope in, in individuals and our young people they need, uh, they need hope more than ever before when we were kids we didn't have to worry about uh, these sort of things and incidentally I went to TJ Austin uh, and also Mamie Griffin. <laughs>
6: Uh, <laughs> very good, <laughs> very, <laughs> good. very <laughs> good. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, you, you're running, you're running down this team's uh, street when you start talking about the church. You're gonna always hear Dr. Hagney uh, and and Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur and even young Miss Rihanna uh, talking about <laughs> how things uh-huh. started in the church, especially and particularly in the African-American community. That's where we made things happen. Our ancestors, our fathers, and our grandfathers and mothers, they made things happen right straight from the church. And your grandfather was was a a preacher here in in Tyler, Mm -hmm. Texas. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. And you'll hear Dr. Hagney talking about that octopus that's reaching out there uh, to the churches and bringing in all forms of health care. He is a retired pharmacist. And so uh, we have an amazing team that's on yes. this uh, the, on this network that that are brilliant, and they keep yeah. up with yeah. everything that's going on in this country. So thank you. Those are great comments. Any any comments okay. from thank any you. rest of the team team members? Dr. Hagman, it looks, sounds like you may have had something else to say. Oh no,
2: I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Thank okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you for those comments. Um, uh, uh, pastor, right? We, we just so look forward to you guys coming in here on Thursday. We want to fill up that, those tents out there, uh, spread everybody out and, uh, just enjoy hearing, uh, the words from you and, uh, and, and Dr. Crosley. It's just, it's, it's going to be an amazing uh, evening. We're going to have some good clean, Food, no GMOs in it. We're going to serve you good stuff, <laughs> so that uh, healthy stuff. So, uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's really great. If we if we have no more comments uh, on um, on our school district and our our um, our issues with the Delta variant, but we just we just encourage people to to actually uh, follow the science. Follow the Science, because uh, they put us some brilliant people out here. And, I, and I'm, I'm just going to, before we even move over, we have maybe about five more minutes on this particular topic. But, but I want to mention uh, uh, Dr. Nunez-Smith. Uh, we have some beautiful, brilliant black um, uh, scientists and virologists that have studied uh, these vaccines. These vaccines are safe. Uh, but what I wanna put out there and Dr. Hagney is that he's a pharmacist, but I wanna put he, he can tell you every drug out there has side effects. And so uh, some of some people that look like me and, and Pastor Cooper and Doctor and Hagney and, and even you Pastor Wright uh say I, I don't know what's in, in the drug uh, even there's some people that look like Ms. Rihanna say they don't know what's in the drug. And so what I say to them was, but, but, do you know what's in that, uh, the pill that, you, that even say penicillin, something that everybody has probably had some of uh, them. Do you know what was in that drug? Were you there when they made it? No. And this is not the Tuskegee era. That's all behind us. We have some people out there that's making sure that that never happens again, uh, to black people. Uh, so, uh, so let's just be educated about what's going on. I think that we could actually curb this Delta variant if we got more people vaccinated in this country. There it is. So if nothing else in regards to that, let's switch over and let these military personnel talk a little bit about the war. And I hope that Mr. Arthur can come in and, and get in on this Um I, I, I think I'm the only Operation Iraqi Freedom Operation Enduring Freedom, Freedom of Veterans uh, who served uh, during this particular war that has gone on for the last 20 years. And so I, I'm anxious to hear, as I mentioned, Dr. Hagney, as well as Mr. Arthur, military men. And, but I want to hear what, uh, what everybody feels in regards to, uh, in regards to the war ending. Uh, and and President Biden, who is the chief over the military, uh, has pulled uh, people out of Kabul and uh, Afghanistan, and so things are kind of running amok uh, since uh, since people pulled out. So uh, so at what point in time? And, and it's really interesting that that uh, Trump came on. I believe they said he came on and. Said that uh, President Biden ought to step down because he he didn't get the uh, people out. Yeah, I know. I heard somebody chuckle uh, that he should That's step rich. down. Well, we are we, we also know we also know that it was his plan, right? That he was planning. That's Just round. Right. We'll start with you first and, and and bring bring it on home to us about what mm. your feelings are in regards to us uh, uh, pulling out and was this the right decision uh, to pull out of a 20-year war. And I remember 2002, I was mm-hmm. on the advanced party, getting rich, that big right. to go over there, and I stayed over almost two years in a war that's still going on right now. Ms. Rihanna.
6: Right. Well, to me, any time, you know, and I'm not a big foreign policy expert or anything, obviously, but any time that the the country's own governing body and military. After this amount of time, they themselves have not demonstrated the will to quote unquote win the objective to join us and win this objective. Um, then there has to be an end point for us. We can't win it for them. Um, it, it has to be an effort that they want to participate in and, you know, for their president to to take off in a plane with a bunch of cash and everybody, you know, all everybody with a vested interest um, who's from that country, you know, to, to run away because we leave shows me that they didn't demonstrate that they had the will to do what needed to be done, stop, being corrupt and taking bribes from the Taliban and playing both sides of the fence, all that kind of thing. Um, There are so many people, so many Afghan people who owe their lives to the fact that we've been there, uh, who have been able to send their children to school and feel safe because we've been there. And it's devastating for them on a humanitarian level. We should never leave any of these places, but if their own government couldn't get it together to get with us to get this done could we do other than stay forever um so i think there had to be a time to leave if if we couldn't get them on board and i think we've spent enough time trying to get them on board um and we haven't had the success that we needed wow okay very good very good dr hadley
3: very good. I like uh, my octopus <laughs> plan.
6: <laughs> you know, I... Yes. <laughs> there you go. I
3: mean I, I mean, I can go back over 20 or 30 years. I'll ask the, course, I ask the first question, what went wrong? That should be put on the table. And everybody should be honest what went wrong. And then uh, <laughs> when did we learn that they would not stand up, as you mentioned earlier? Uh, mm-hmm. Then how much money? all these 20 years been spent there. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, 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 I saw that plane today, those people falling off that plane on that, on that runway. You know what yeah. it brought back to me? Because I'm a Navy man. You know, I, yeah. That brought back to, back to Saigon. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Same, same. So in those sure. 20 years and, in billions of dollars spent in, and then all the lives, all the, all the lies, and I'm not talking about military, I'm talking about the lie. lies all over the world that died. What have we learned from this? You know, have we learned that we can't police the world?
2: Yes, or have we is. learned
3: that we, we have we have soldiers and troops in the area that have been there, 50, what, 50 or 100 years? You know, we can name mm-hmm. Korea and Germany and everywhere else. So that's right. not the fact that we've been there. But my 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 God, you know, what... You know the amount of money. Somebody so, so long, long away should have known that these guys weren't going to stand up and fight uh, more than what one week they took the whole whole country over. Now mm-hmm. how can we have someone not knowing that would happen? Right I now mean, I, I just I'm, I just have no answer to this. this is, it, I'm I just gonna be frank What are we doing wrong? What do we learn? Why would we they not know they're going two or three weeks that the country's going to be overthrown? And my God, all those now and, and now yeah. another thing: How can you leave that many people in, 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 a, in, a, in an embassy without getting them out? Uh-huh. What, what kind of plan? I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I guess you're what was the plan? What was the long-range plan? Who can and who can present that plan and justify that plan in accordance with what happened today? Those people who've fallen off. The, off of the airplane on the runways, those kids and all that and not to mention that people are going to be probably I hate to say this, probably gonna be murdered because their partnership was yeah. us down through the years. So that, that's that dr that, that, that number is number gonna be unbelievable. Once those all uh, the years and also the people gonna be killed. Uh and also the number of people we have to fly to this country. So I don't I do understand. Maybe you all can help me. I'm somewhere I'm something that like, you know
0: well, Doctor hadney you know, I, I'm just going to say that, and then we'll go go to Pastor Cooper. But it it was troubling uh, to see uh, the women and children uh, not being able to get out of there that they had to uh, shelter in place. I thought about I thought about the coronavirus when when I heard them say they had to shelter in place because there's probably people out there at the airport. Uh, with their weapons ready to uh, take down anybody that attempted to get on airplanes, to even take down the airplanes, uh, you mm-hmm. know. I, I and, and I can tell you this that, that that the only issue that I see that that I was really troubled with, and that was a contingency plan of uh, that we probably should have worked toward getting all of those people on the planes and out of there, and shut down that embassy and then maybe perhaps made the announcement that uh, that the war was in. I'm ready for the war to end. I mean, yes. we we eventually had to come out of Vietnam because, I mean, where did it, like you said, where did it get? We know what happened in Vietnam. And we I, I see, let me tell you how well I I'm, I wasn't in the military at the time the Vietnam War was going on. It came later. But I see Vietnam every single week as I volunteered for for 12 years prior to yes. COVID-19, I went to the VA hospital every Tuesday and Wednesday, travel up there to give back to, that was my way of giving my service back, my skills back to the VA hospital. I went there every week. Yes. So I saw Vietnam in those veterans that walked the halls that required, that was suffering from PTSD and all the mental yes. issues. That they were dealing with, so that's the only thing I'm saying. And then, how would we have managed if we did not have uh, we have our allies uh, being able to to uh, translate for us?
1: we mm-hmm, were at their mm-hmm. mercy.
0: We didn't know right. we didn't know the language. As a matter of fact, they tried mm-hmm. to they set up classes for us to, to go and, and try to learn the language, but by the time we get to uh, in, into underneath the tent in a classroom, mm-hmm. then it was time mm-hmm. we had a mass casualty of injuries, and we had to take out of there and go back into the hospital setting and take care mm-hmm. of, of those injured warriors. So we didn't know mm-hmm. the language, so we depended mm-hmm. on people, right, to translate for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead,
4: mm-hmm. Pastor Cooper. Oh, well, a- absolutely, and all of the above is sort true. And, and when I go back and do my history, and I love history, so I go back and read and study, yeah. and I find out that this is a war of four different uh, presidents. You know, like since 20 go. years. So, so I mean, you don't have continuity, you don't have consistency, it, it, and, and it's and it's difficult. Uh, you know, like I, I'm vying for the position of governor in state of Texas. These are difficult positions. So uh, we always tell people, be careful what you uh, pray for. You just might receive it. uh, And you have to go back and clean up some things. I mean, in the state of Texas, I'm going to have to go back and deal with ERCOT. Uh, You know, I can't, uh, we will, in the first 100 days, first 10 days, we we have work to do here in the state of Texas. And I pray for President Biden. I saw him today get off the helicopter, and uh, there's a lot of work, and he has to listen listen to his advisors, mm-hmm. which he, he does, uh, but he's in a very difficult situation, now, and I see and I read my brother Arthur in, in his famous words, following the money, uh, you know, this has been going on forever until the gig is up, that's his words, uh, the, the gig is up now, so it's time to come out, but at the same time, uh, like you said, Dr. McKellar, we have to end it at some point. And, and and at that point, we have to do what's necessary, you know. Uh, we cannot dictate what the enemy does when we decide to go home. What we can do is deal with what's the matter's at hand. So we just have yeah. to, you know, put on our our, our grown folks' pants and get to yeah, work and take care of business. There you go. <laughs> there you
0: go. There you go. I, I'm with you. I'll follow that. Pastor <laughs> yeah. Wright, do you have any, any comments in regards to what your feelings are about what
5: happened today yes and and i'll I'll just go to what i I believe God is doing uh, i I agree that at some point this war has had to end and has to end, but uh, the winds that blow against you are the same winds that will push you forward and lift you up, and as uh uh, Pastor Cooper and, and the others have, have uh, talked about this is this is an area where it, it is going to be turbulence in order for us to get where we need to go. How are we gonna get there, none of us know specifically, but I know that God is in control and and that's my take on it.
0: Very good. Yeah. If we didn't have him, we'd be in worse shape. We'd be in terrible, terrible shape. <laughs> so we know we got yeah. somebody out there that's, that's helping. But you know, and we we mentioned that. This is a president that does listen to his advisors. And and the one mm-hmm. thing that we all, all of us are, are leaders and worked in leadership positions uh, on this phone, uh, on this uh, cast tonight, on this radio station. And so we know that you're never going to please everybody. There's this large group here that didn't have a, any problems. They're ready for to pull out, and then there's another group that said we we should stay and we know that uh, i I think President sent about five thousand people uh over to guard the airport in Kabul i believe uh and um to to make sure and to see to it that those people who need to get out of there because we want we the one thing that I know that we want to do, we want to take care of those allies that took care of us when we were in a strain, we were in a foreign land, right? Right. And we right. so they took care of us. And they made sure right. that we that our security was in place and, and, and all of the things that they could hear on the radios that we couldn't trans that we couldn't transmit and translate and they did for us. So we owe an allegiance to our allies and I'd like to see them come to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anybody else, Ms. Rihanna, you have any comments or pastor
6: any well, anybody
0: that have any comments? I
6: do wanna say that President Biden point blank said to all the you know, criticism and everything else, the buck stops with me. And it has been years since we have, you know, I, I recall the last president prior to him saying things like that was President Obama. So it has been years since we have had a president to actually take ownership of decisions like this yeah. instead of just run away and pretend he doesn't understand right. what's going on and, you know, go play golf and ignore everybody. you know, I mean, this it's a, he made this decision, he owns this decision, and he said so. So it's nice that we at least – seeing all this turmoil on the TV and knowing what's going on over there. And he owns it. Our leader owns this decision. And that gives me confidence that, you know, he's not just flying blind. Very
0: good. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I was impressed when I heard that as well. He said the book stops here and, uh, and whatever happens, because we know that he is the chief of staff of the military. And I, let me right. just throw this in there. I, I say to people all the time, they say, oh, President Obama should have made those people, uh, those uh, House of Representatives that left Austin and went up to Washington, D.C. Uh, to talk to the federal government. Government, that would be uh, the Congress and the Senate, and I said to them, President o- uh, President Biden cannot make those people do anything. <laughs> he's not a candidate in charge. <laughs> first of all, he's in charge of the military and cutting the budget and everything else. He's working hard to work with Congress and the Senate, who has the ultimate. Right. They have the ultimate decision mm-hmm. on what happens in this country. Not that president. As a matter of fact, Harry Truman said, "If I had known that the president yes. of the United States has so little power, their glorified secretary, I would have never run for president."
3: So <laughs> well, I keep right? that in people, mind when we. T- well, see. Go
0: ahead.
3: He's telling people need to learn the octopus plan. <laughs>
0: the
3: uh. I- <laughs> That's right. There you go. Plug it in. If, if, <laughs> if you go all the way back through our history, none of that no one applied the octopus plan to all these problems we've had sure. down through American history. And so and so at some point in time, someone in this country need to understand the octopus plan. Because the mm-hmm. way these famous 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 excuses and all that that's that's part of American history. And meanwhile we have a lot of problems on history because we have not applied the octopus plan. We attack a problem one problem at a time. Then the second leg sucks and surprise it. Surprises. Why is it? I say something? You know, somewhere somebody need to understand that plan and congress and everybody need to be need to be taught that because you don't solve a problem by you don't stop the octopus.
0: Okay. That's right. And that's why we have so many brilliant people in this world, in this nation, because this person, Ms. Rihanna, can be over here working on education. Uh, Dr. Hagney can be over here working on uh, a part of the medical uh, area, whether it's COVID-19, whatever. Uh, Pastor Wright can be over here working with our young folk in our our schools from eight grade to the 12th grade to prepare them for what is to come out there in the real world. And so then Pastor Cooper can be over here running the state of Texas to make sure that all of that. his people in Texas are safe. there's the octopus plan that everybody's pulling Miss Rihanna is educating our children, and I'm doing whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing, uh, maybe having a radio network so that we can push yeah. out the information that these <laughs> guys are above. doing in their career, <laughs> right, you're kind. But, uh, but yes, it's taking all of us on that leg that Dr. Hagley talks to us about, of pulling everything together to make it happen. Mm-hmm. We can all work together as work a team yeah. to entrepreneurship yeah. and everything. We can't stop it. He's absolutely correct. We can't just work on one mm-hmm. problem at a time. We never will. We never will mm-hmm. get things straightened out. So we should this war. We should have been working on this war all along. Twenty years later, two trillion dollars plus, and we still have people sitting in those same areas over there. We should have learned from what happened in Vietnam.
4: Right, uh, right.
0: M- mm-hmm. Mr. Arthur, you, yes. can you can you try to come in. So let's let's see if we can hear Mr. Arthur. Can you try to come in and see if you unmute your phones and see if you can uh, give us a little bit of word of advice? I'd like to hear from the veterans.
2: Uh, right. you hear me now. We can yeah.
0: keep it keep it right there. I can hear
2: you. Well, fucking you know, Miami, they made it. They made it, uh, we should have left after they called Bin Laden. We didn't making money. Uh, and you know, hey, this and, and Trump said it up before we left. He he didn't even negotiate with the. the he just negotiated with the Taliban. So friend okay. a bad deal. You know, a lot of folks made a lot of money, and this is a uh, time this has been happened like this, as so far as, like, money off contractors and so forth. So, like, but, hey, it, it was going in the bad way.
0: Right, right. So what I hear Mr. Arthur saying is and and we all none of it's no secret to any of us. We know that a gazillion dollars are being made during wartime. We know that, I, I can I tell this story all the time, Pastor Wright. That when we were out in the battlefield and we had to hop, skip, and jump over, um, what's what's the name of that guy that made all the money uh, out there? I can't I don't know why. How could I ever draw a blank? Because I could see him in my sleep sometimes. Uh, What's the name of that big company that had all the contracts that made all the money?
4: Halliburton. Uh, Halliburton. Halliburton mm-hmm. like
0: I oh, forget. I know the history. We had the, the, yeah, I know the history. Do they're
4: they're down Kelly, in Houston Kelly, and Beaumont. Kelly.
0: There you go. Yes. There you go. Halliburton. I mean, we had the, Dick Cheney. And we had the high school. Dick Cheney's coming. There you, come on with it.
4: Oh, oh, I know. Y'all y- 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 don't, don't even really understand. We go all the way back to Bin Laden because they were all partners with George Bush and those guys. That's
0: it. That's it. That's it. They all make so
4: much money in. They make yeah. money And the fight wasn't over all It was over water The mineral rights and water Because yeah. you make more yeah. money when you sell a bottle of water At a dollar a bottle Than you do with gas at two fifty-nine a gallon <laughs> Okay Just for you history
0: buffs to out there okay. Good, good, good Cooper, You're right so we we need eight eight to ten bottles of that every day, right? Every person's just
4: calculating as, as exactly and, right. just... and they were right because at the time it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing.
3: But when but
4: when the fight was over, all of a sudden everybody's drinking bottled water. And right now, I, I hardly see anyone drinking filter water or or, or, or water from the uh, faucet. So they Absolutely. were fighting for those rights. And, and and matter of fact, Bin Laden's family still in California uh, hiding exactly. out. Yeah. And living a, a, a wonderful life.
0: Living a wonderful life. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: And and we probably don't get enough of uh, the right minerals in our teeth uh, from the regular water from the faucet because exactly. we are drinking bottled water.
4: Bottled water. That's exactly right. Every there you day, go. Every day. My nurse is here. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> That's why I but, but say it's I better to drink something filtered. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Again, i was just agreeing with you. Yeah, I was just agreeing with you. It's almost best to to drink some of the filtered water, but not too filtered because you need those minerals in your in your your, teeth and your body. That's That's
0: right. That's absolutely correct.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know, guys. it's a lot going on in our country. It's a lot of things that uh, we know that may be coming down the pipe. We just we need to stay ready. Uh, we mm-hmm. need to one thing that we need to do, and let's end this on uh, on our voting and our voting rights and our HR one and and how things are looking uh, with our people there in um, in Washington D.C. and Can the governor actually? He sent an order out there to arrest the House of Representatives from the state of Texas uh, to arrest them and bring them back. Now we mm. live in what kind of world do we live? I mean, in what kind no, of country rather, what kind of country? Now we live in a, is this an authoritative country that I can, you can take me by force or <laughs> do I have the freedom to decide how I want to operate in this particular office because I'm protecting the constituents that I serve and their right to be able to vote and vote without any pressure we should be making voting easy rather than more mm-hmm. difficult so are you telling me that you can come and handcuff me and drag me back anywhere okay. oh somebody's jamming looks like somebody's joining mm-hmm. in with Mm-hmm. So let's that? talk about that really quickly It's 9.50 and we got about 10 minutes yeah. And let's talk about Is it right For somebody such as the governor For Texas To send <laughs> someone up With a warrant And b- drag them back down to Texas mm. Now remember The well, slavery I, I, time I was, is over That's not... Go ahead Pastor Cooper right.
4: <laughs> Yeah I was with the Texas The uh, uh, Democratic women up in uh, The rural area of North Texas and, and one of the things I reminded them Is that they're doing a wonderful Job but but I, I, I Added this overlay, If you would um, uh, This caveat this request That they register folks to vote And get them to vote uh, Because we have to make a change For 20 years uh, And I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican But the rulers of our state they Have only corroded the state and made it worse. Uh, it's amazing that they had the mega hat and all this making this greater, and they wanted to, we, We've gone backwards, and so we're doing the same thing over and over, and we're expecting different results. So we absolutely have to get new folks in office because from Beaumont, Texas, we have the Speaker of the House that signed those arrest warrants. This is in mm-hmm. my city. This guy's the Speaker of the House, Dave Fielden. He signed those arrest warrants. Uh, and I put pressure on him to say Hey we need you to do the right thing and Follow your heart When that's not the right thing to do The right thing to do is say You know what Hey they're just using the technique Like we've used it before And I'm going to stand down I'm not signing this arrest warrant That's the thing we look for him to do You're the Speaker of the right. House That's the Speaker of the Republican Party That's it mm.
0: Good point Great point point. Mm. And then Pastor Wright I want you to know that Our Pastor Cooper was in Pastor Cooper I'm going to let you tell your own story Telling.
4: in D.C. Well, you're talking about the, which one? When, when, when we're in D.C. Uh, uh, okay, I was yes. going to say, because we were in Austin with uh, Dr. Wayne Well, Barber, we were uh, all there. Just,
2: well, you can, you you can were start out with bringing yeah.
0: Bring him up to date. Yeah, we were so all there. Austin, and
4: yeah. take us all up to D.C. Go ahead. I, I have to give honor to do. Arthur Fleming had the uh, uh, Bull Corner uh, rally that he, he proposed, and uh, it, it, it came out as an idea and we decided to call all the uh, the, the heads of the, the world, and when yes. they didn't answer, we decided to call their, their second and 3rd rank commanders, and they showed up. And so that yes. started us to where we ended up in D.C. and uh, got arrested along with our wonderful Congressman uh, Al Green, uh, state representative, my adopted state representative, along with Joe Dettel, but uh, Ron Reynolds got arrested with us. And the same day that the uh, Pentagon officer was stabbed and died, and it was mm-hmm. a little fear there because they said we probably wouldn't be bailed out. We've been there for a while because they had other things to But we said we did not come this far to turn around. So, so we yeah. are doing the things that we need to do. So, like I say, they need to vote me in the house because if not, I'm raise hell on the outside.
0: <laughs> I
2: this know
4: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is what we did.
0: So, Pastor Cooper, excuse me, Pastor Wright, you can see that that boots are on the ground down here in East Texas and Texas. Uh, we're not yes. standing still and allowing uh, people to take our rights away from us. It's a tragedy that every 25 years that we have to go back in there and fight for the 1964 Voters' Rights Act uh, because we're still looked at as – not complete citizens that black people have to go back and refight every 25 years. Why are we doing this? And so you see you have constituents down here in your state that's fighting on behalf of this country because guess what? What affects us in Texas can affect black people all across the United States of America. So we don't stand up and fight against what happened in Washington, D.C., then next place we know it'll be in the next state, in the
6: next state, in the next state.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. citizens, yes. what affects
6: black folks Dem- will affect white folks, will affect every go, citizen. Person. That's what every, every citizen person. needs to understand. That There's what affects there. targets, uh, African American folks, black and brown folks, yes. you know, you're not immune from it. You're next. So you fight for your brothers and your sisters like you're fighting for yourself. You're next.
5: Beautiful. So true. So
2: well put. So well right. put. Full right. rights. Nobody. Black folks don't
0: have it. No Say it once yeah. more, mm-hmm. Mr. Arthur I say, if black folks don't have it, nobody has it. Yes. That's very true. And, and we're going to have everything, everything that we do, um, Pastor Wright, we take an opportunity to make sure that we have a nonpartisan voting table set up. So we'll have a voting table set up for those people because the, uh, that come and who are not registered to vote. Uh, we'll have a table set there for them to register uh, to vote because it is incumbent upon Wonderful. us to make sure that everybody has that. We're going to have an amazing evening uh, this coming Thursday. I'm just, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Everybody that I've talked to, they say this is an amazing program. Uh, and uh, we just, we look forward to being out there with you on Thursday. And we look forward to people being out there. And I'm going to continue on all the way till Thursday. And when we're going to have, uh, by the way, Miss Rihanna, we will have Pastor Wright and Dr. Crosby on uh, on the network they will be actually be in studio i'm really excited Wonderful. because they're going to be in studio on thursday so when you hear them on thursday Excellent. they'll be right in Tyler, Texas, uh, in studio with us, and so hopefully uh, Pastor Cooper and, and uh, Mr. Arthur will be coming on down. I know, of course, our Dr. Uh, Hagney will be right there, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're going to have them in studio, so we're really excited about uh, about them coming to see us in our station down here and the work that's going on uh, in East Texas.
1: Yeah, well, it's well, we're truly because-
5: excited. We're truly excited Mm -hmm. to uh, be coming down and and look forward to meeting everyone. And more importantly, I I look forward to collaborating with all of you. I believe that God is is bringing this together. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm truly excited about what God is doing.
0: Very good. That's excellent words. Well, with that being said, we can just about come to an end with it. It's 9.57, and so – so we're going to let Miss Rihanna have final uh, comments. Uh, the gentleman, was just so happy to have everybody on the network tonight. Uh, Pastor Wright, we look forward to seeing you and hearing the message from you and uh, Dr. Crosway. So we thank you so much. Stick, stick around. Ms. Rihanna is going to have her final comments, and then she's going to play our theme song, and we're going to end it for the evening. And so, Ms. Rihanna, final words from you. Thank you, Pastor Cooper. Thank you, Dr. Hadney. Always brilliant information. Thank you, Mr. Arthur, my fraternity brother. And I look forward to seeing him on Thursday uh, evening right here in Tiber Texas. Very good. He actually hails Excellent. from East Texas as well. <laughs> okay. Excellent. All right. God bless. Yes.
3: Okay. God Ms. bless. Rihanna. God bless.
6: Yeah. It's yours, Ms. Rihanna.
0: Here
3: for I you. just
6: want to say everybody mask up. Get that vaccine if you haven't had it yet. And take care of one another. We love you. Good night.
1: One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. the heavens no man no weapon formed against yes glory is destined everyday women and men become legends sins that go against our skin become blessings the movement is a rhythm to us freedom is like religion to us justice is position in us justice for all just ain't specific enough one son died his spirit is revisiting us true and living living in us resistance is us
0: everybody. See you next Monday.